0: for those people who don't know you tom about 10 years of sales experience worked at gong as an account executive that's how we got introduced and now you're on the entrepreneurial journey as
1: a sales trainer so how's that been going it's been going good man as of uh, this recording it's about uh just short of seven months uh off of my w2 running my own business doing sales training and and coaching and consulting and uh it's always been a dream of mine to run my own business and I'll tell you it's been freaking hard man it's been it's been a, it's been an uphill grind uh, you're catching me on a great day uh, like this has been maybe the best week of business like the whole year and uh, in June was like a bad bad month and I was getting down on myself and then this week like closed my biggest contract ever on Monday closed another one today got a bunch of boot camp signups today because I was promoting it pretty yeah. hard so like I'm feeling good today uh, but like as an entrepreneur I, I find I have found it's like uh, You know it's it's really the the peaks and valleys are are really sharp just like when you start in sales um it kind of like leveled off as i got better and more progressed in sales and then it just spiked right back up this year so i'm working to stay a little more even keel and and trust the process
0: Well, well congratulations on that i know champions create separation on fridays and and we find ourselves recording this on a friday afternoon i was just watching your video of your 600 bucks short of your sales target, whatever it may be. And I'm curious to, to hear how you set those targets because now no one gives you a quota. You set it yourself yeah. and if you don't close revenue, you don't make money and it's literally a matter of survival. But you, you started sending out some LinkedIn posts. You got some folks to sign up for the boot How How did all of that work with that last second push of just getting scrappy and creativity?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the goals itself. Uh, I've set a number of of goals and, you know, it's like on my first year of business, I I really didn't know what to expect. Um, And so what I did was I set different uh, like levels to what the business could be. So uh, like the first level is like, am I making any money? Then like level two (laughs) is do I make enough to cover my expenses so that I'm not losing money every month based on like my rent and you know, food and all that type of stuff. And then the third level was, can I create a six-figure business? And then the fourth level, I've got this like paper right here, it, it just as a, a way of motivation. Then uh, the fourth level is, will I make as much as uh, my my W-2 salary? And then the fifth level is quite a big big jump, then to a seven-figure business. Uh, and then you know, there's there's uh, there's more more levels from there of like financial freedom. Uh, but for me, the big level uh, the, well, I'm past the level of, you know, living off expenses and whatnot. And for me, my next level is like, I wanted to create a, a a six figure business. Like I want to hit the hundred K mark. And I found that I was like within spitting distance of that, uh, going into July. So I'm like, I want to hit the hundred K mark. I actually haven't told anyone this, uh, except my girlfriend and like my, my best friend, I texted him today. And so that was the goal I was talking about. Uh, I woke up, This morning it was like $99,382 or something like that. I'm like, my boot camp is 350 bucks. I got to be able to sell two of these today uh, to get to a (laughs) hundred grand and be able to like celebrate that tonight. Uh, And so for me, that was, uh, that was the goal. Uh, Surpassed it today. So it feels really good. And now like my next goal is going to be to replace my W2 income or get to that level. And so, um, you know, 100k in, in the first seven months so a little bit behind pace of what that would be for for where i was at w2 wise but still possible i'm on the upswing and uh you know I'm just trying to enjoy the process So i'm, I'm trying to in, enjoy this milestone celebrate it and then we'll get back after it uh you know afterwards on monday
0: well hey we're, we're parting right now this, this is like a party yeah. we're, we're here to we're yeah. here to, we're here to celebrate success and Th- that's why I'm so happy we can do this, Tom, because I, I remember vividly like two years ago watching your YouTube channel. I-, I somehow came across it. You you had a really catchy name, Millennial Sales, something like that. And I'm like, I'm a millennial in sales. And, and you're sitting in this San Francisco apartment with this bald dude that seemed like he knew what he was talking about. It- whoever else. You're sitting there sipping yeah. wine. I'm just like man this is cool from the outside looking it's cool it seems like there's community but and in, in what i want to eventually get to is i know you've talked about in in many respects the the isolating nature of moving to a new city and, and trying to build a network so i'm interested to yeah. pull on that thread but before we get there i want to ask you what was that inflection point of you're finding success doing sales making a lot of money w2 and now you you say i'm going to venture off on my own and start my own thing because I know a lot of people think about that. I know a lot of people think step one, let me get a side hustle, but someone like yourself, a couple of years, perhaps minimal progress compared to some of the other people you were looking at. So you start to question, Mm -hmm. okay, is it worth it? And then you start the business and then there's these peaks and valleys you talk about. So just take us into your mind of what was the moment, I'm gonna start my own thing. And then now that you're in it, you're starting to see some success reaching toward these milestones. How, How do you stay even keeled in those moments?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like starting my own thing, I've been wanting, you know, one reason out of many that we're similar, uh, and and connect is like, we both have families that have a small business. And so it's been in my mind that I, I wanted to start something. It's just like, I've always been attracted to that idea. And so, um, when I first started my podcast, this is like six or seven years ago, I did it. It was me and my best friend were living together in San Francisco. We both had sales jobs. And uh, we were like, we were killing it. The first, you know, 10, 20 episodes, we had Hall of Famers on. Uh, we had, you know, best-selling <laughs> authors. We had the Wolf of Wall Street was like our peak moment. And we were killing it. And I was like, I looked up all these cities in the country where we could pay way less in rent, you know, like a place in Ohio or Indiana or Montana. And I'm like, dude, if we go to live in Bozeman, Montana, we could pay 500 bucks in rent. We could quit our jobs. We could be podcasters. Like, let's go. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. I had him like on the one yard line. And then he was like, no, nah, I'm going to take this other job in sales and make like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Fair. Uh, Fair so fun. I've been wanting cool. to do it. Uh, and then I just haven't really found like my idea. I didn't have like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And it kind of just came to me. Like people, as I was growing my brand, growing my network, I, I, I already know that this hap- has happened to you. Uh, People started asking me for uh, you know, do Hmm. you do training? Do you do sales coaching? I just started saying yes and saying yes and grew that to a point where um, You know while I was working my w-2 job at gong, I I was making enough money uh, To at least cover my expenses uh, And was growing that business and it became just so much work that I decided like okay uh, I'm gonna put a year's worth of savings in the bank if I completely (laughs) fail. I've got my safety net I worked with a coach to kind of work on my mindset to get myself ready and then by the time it was like the fall of 2022 i decided you know now's the time you know let's make the let's make the leap at the worst case if if things fail after a year i can go back and and get another job uh but i know i'll regret if i don't do it and so that that was really what led it to me led me to do it It took me like five years to gain the courage to actually the you know pull the cord uh, but I'm glad I did it. What were some of your key learnings with your coach? I met this woman uh, kind of coincidentally through this uh, program where we were both coaching salespeople, and she was a a SaaS sales leader for about ten years. And there was a you know, her company, you know, uh, you know, went under pretty much during COVID. And so, rather than get another job, she decided that she was going to try to do, you know, create a coaching business. And so. Uh, she built that successfully, and we were just kind of talking about it one day after we were teaching classes. And uh, I was really just fascinated by, you know, the nuts and bolts of things. Like I, I got like the inspiration part. You know, I read all these books. I, I, I feel like I know what an entrepreneur is and what they do, but I wasn't really sure. There's so many details about a business. Like, how do I make a product? You know, what, what do I productize for training? How much do I charge for it? how many customers should i be landing a month you know how do i uh, also you know potentially not you know like how do i not go crazy while i'm doing it how do i you know avoid the crazy highs and lows that i was talking about and so what she really helped me with was like the x's and o's of like hey here's what you can charge here's how you put it together here's how you find the clients if you get these then like get them on a retainer package get referrals like she gave me the blueprint and once I felt like I had a blueprint and I saw it on paper, you know, it's like a big scary thing in my head, like, "Wow, I'm going to leave my job and start something." And then once I saw it on paper, I'm like, well, "I could do that." You know, I only need that many clients, and I charge that much, and I do this much work, and it's like I could find that. Like, I, I, I just knew once I saw the numbers that I could do it, and it became way more achievable for me. And so um, it just like was a, a light switch. Once we started working together. Um, you know, had a conversation with my manager and was ready to go all in and then really just haven't looked back since that moment. So it was like five years of, of fearing the jump. And then like (laughs) one day I was like ready to go and and haven't looked back.
0: It's so interesting because you can sit here or you can scroll LinkedIn all day and you can see some of these guys and, and even people like myself, you, you start to flaunt your W2 income or you start to talk about how much money you're making online and then you instantly at least for me, I like benchmark myself to them. I'm like, okay, how do I stack up compared to them? So when you start to leave that corporate realm and you're on your own, it hopefully it starts to force you to look internally to say, okay, well, what what do what is enough for me? How do I replace yeah. all of my expenses? How do I make up for what I was making my W-2? Okay, if I get this to six figures, that'd be pretty cool. So that that's the reality of this game, and, it, and it's cool to see you living that firsthand.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, even as I was sharing that number at the beginning of the call of, of hitting six figures, you know, there is still a part in my brain because I'm competitive of like, you know, for me that, that was a big accomplishment. You know, in my mind, I went from like, I don't know how to start a business to I built a six figure business in seven months. And so to me, like, I'm very proud of that. Uh, I also know plenty of people that have sold way more and way less time. Like we're both friends with Chris Orlob. He's a mentor of mine. I mean, yeah. dude, left Gong around the same time as me, and has you know easily a seven figure business, and uh, is growing much more quickly than mine is. And so, uh, you know, there there is something to be said about like what what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Right? And part of that is like your income. Part of that is what type of company or what type of job, what type of work do I want to do every day? And one of my favorite quotes uh, is "How you spend your days is how you spend your life." And so for me, it's like how do I want to spend my days? Like I want to work hard, but I also want to like, I feel very purposeful in what I'm doing. I feel like I'm making an impact on people that makes me feel good. And I like building something from scratch. I find that like puzzle to be very interesting. And, you know, I like not having to report to, um, you know, to, to someone at the end of the day of like, you know, a boss, I, I like calling my own shots. So, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of parts that are are challenging, but like, I chose this life and I chose like, I've got my own goals for, for how I want to do things. And, you know, and, and, uh, and that's path I'm on. And I would encourage everyone, whether you're a salesperson, entrepreneur, or otherwise, like find your own path that you want to go down and like, you know, put the blinders on a little bit compared to like who you see on Instagram or LinkedIn and just like, what do you actually want? And then go figure out a way to kind of get there.
0: It's, it's so interesting and I want to close the loop on this point. I I was so long story short, I'm, I'm looking into some different companies right now, I'm I'm potentially Mm going to sprinkle my feet back in the software sales game. And and I want to come back to that later in the conversation, since I know last time we were together, we were talking about what's next, at least for me. And, and take someone like a Chris Orlov, mega successful, has this company. Imagine who he looks to and he's like, man, if, if only I could be doing that, then I would be super satisfied. I was looking and I, I guarantee he has someone, and then that person totally. has someone else. I was looking into companies this week and I was sitting there thinking, stroke of my ego, okay, I went from SDR1 to 85. I had this one big income earning year. I've got this following, whatever. I'm cool. And then I look at this company that I'm potentially going to apply to. In 2018, he founded the company, and literally less than three years later, the company's valued at $1.6 billion. And, and wow. I'm just like, okay, take a step back that shatters your ego. And you're like, look at what he's accomplished. And then you take another company like Deal, for example, um, Mm. the basically HR hiring platform, whatever it is. They founded that company in 2019 and they reached $100 million annual recurring revenue in like 18 months. It's valued at $12 billion. So then you look at it and you say, okay, well there's levels to this. Someone like Elon Musk makes $40 billion year to date just based on stock appreciation. So there's really no point in doing the comparison game. And w- when you start to say there's never enough, then it, it just gets in this this disgusting spiral. So I know something that helps, at least me with that, is community. And I know that that's something yeah. you began to provide to other people. This sounds like a scene out of a horror movie, but you, you posted, I find myself in a an Airbnb in Austin with 26 people I've never met, and it's you speaking <laughs> to them. Talk yeah. about what that experience was like beginning to form a community group and, and, and what some of your key top experiences were from that.
1: Yeah. That was the most, the three days of the most like fulfilling professional, you know, work I've ever done. Uh, and so I'll take a step back. Um, I, I, uh, I find that like in my sales career, you know, there have been, I I consider a successful salesperson has three, there's three main things that are important for them to be at their at their peak. One is the actual tactical sales skills. What do I say on a call? How do I, what do I say in an email? How do I negotiate? All that type of stuff, very important. The second part is like the inner game, right? Is Are you tied to like, where's your mindset on a day to day? You know, do you have a positive mindset? Uh, do you have goals that you're going after? Are you tapped into any sort of like vision? Do you feel fulfilled by what you do? Are you jazzed to go to work every day because You know, if you just say I want to make 200 grand, that could get you going for a little bit. But if there's a deep purpose to that, you know, I want to pay off my student loans. Okay. That'll drive you for a while. You know, I want to, you know, afford a wedding or I want to buy a house or, you know, I have kids and I need to support the family and I want to create generational wealth. Okay. Now we're tapping into a deeper purpose. So do you have that? And then the third is community. Like once you hit, once you get to the top of the mountain, do you look around and you're like, where are, where are my people at? Or do you have people that are, are with you and supporting you that are like-minded, that are helping you on the bad days, that you can cheer you on on the good days? And so I found that at multiple points in my career, I've had many points. I've had one or two of those working and not the third and felt like shit, uh, even if I was making a lot of money, uh, even if I was you know meditating every day and working out every day <laughs> um, and things like that. Uh, but when I've had all three, I, I've felt unstoppable. And so me and uh, I was talking with my friend, Alex Kremer. Do you know Alex? I've seen his name on LinkedIn. I've seen you post
0: some of his stuff. So I, I don't know him personally, but I know he's in the game.
1: You guys, you guys should know each other. Uh, he's a good dude. Give <laughs> me so, one of these
0: retreats. Give me one of these Yeah. Retreats. Okay. We're gonna
1: do. I'm going to get, we all, we got We <laughs> we, all, we got one coming this fall. Uh, hey,
0: Columbus, so, Columbus, Ohio is an ideal location. Come
1: on now. Yeah, 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 I <laughs> get, bet. Get out here I in bet. the Midwest Q4
0: timeframe. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, So we were talking uh, at the end of last year and just kind of catching up and we were talking about this type of stuff and he's been to probably like dozens of these types of, he calls them an immersion, you know, whether he's part of like a mastermind group or a men's group or all these different groups and they get together and they do like a retreat. And so he's like, we should do that for salespeople. And I'm like, hell yeah, we should do that for salespeople. And so the end of the story here is we went to Austin, Texas. We had a group of about 30 people of sales professionals. So there was account execs, directors of sales, VPs of sales, a couple of BDRs. Uh, We brought in guest speakers to talk about sales. We brought in guest people to talk about the inner game. So like there was a former Zen monk that was there. There were breathwork coaches. There's a guy who did ice plunges with us. We were doing visualizations and journaling and, uh, and sharing deep shit. You know, people were like really opening up their heart and, uh, and then we did some fun stuff like for community. We did big dinners every night. We did some group activities, uh, you know, and just like got to know each other. Um, and to start off the event, I was thinking like, man, this is just going to be like, we're going to be salespeople. We're going to be like talking about prospecting and stuff, which we did a little bit. But like halfway through the first day, a dude opens up and he's like, you know, I, I shouldn't be here. You know, I, I tried to commit suicide eight years ago. And, and this is my journey of like, you know, getting whole with myself. And then Someone else was talking about, you know, uh, being a father and, you know, the struggles of being a father and a VP of sales at the same time. And the struggle between those two and the dichotomy between wanting to be successful and wanting to be there for his kids and just on and on and on the list went. And we like, we opened it up and people were crying. People were laughing. People were hugging. People were like having breakthroughs. I've been to a Tony Robbins four day event and uh, by no means are we Tony Robbins, but, it was like that on a very small scale. Like people were having breakthroughs. Uh, and so I left that feeling like, dude, this is like, that's what I should be doing. Uh, among other things like that, that is something that I really want to lean into. And I think that, um, you know, I, I, I went for a long time of thinking if I just like only, if I only focus on like my sales skills, I'm going to be good. And there, that is a really important part to it. But like these other two levels of like, what's going on between your ears and like who's around you and who can you be around with to support each other. Like those are so important. And so I want to bring more of that into the game, into the sales game, into the SaaS sales game.
0: And you, you talked about, there's really three layers that, that you've learned over your 10 year career. First was when you got exposed to how to win friends and influence people by Napoleon Hill and just starting to visualize success and, and write down goals and whatnot. The next layer is working on your yep. inner game that plays into the positive self-habits, meditating, um, just taking care of your your nutrition, whatever it may be. Can can you talk about what the inner game looks like to you today and and how you're thinking about developing yourself and and getting better?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So, yeah. I think when I think about the inner game, I think about it in a few, uh, different ways. So one of that, one of them, you mentioned meditating, like some form of, of mindfulness. So some people turn to prayer, some people turn to meditating, um, you know, breath work. These are all like different ways to kind of, in my opinion, at least get your brain to a certain place. Um, you know, I journal, uh, I have moments of, of, of gratitude. So I, 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 I copy a little bit of what I learned from Tony Robbins. And so I, I treat the first hour of my day as sacred. And so that's when I get a lot of the inner work in because I feel like that sets me up for the rest of, of my day. And so like I'll get up, you know, uh, I'll drink some, some water with some lemon, you know, I'll go to the bathroom, do all that type of stuff. Um, and then I'll spend some time like in reflection. I'll, I'll just spend like, 10, 15 minutes meditating, focusing on my breath, seeing what comes up, how am I doing that day, I'll spend some time journaling, uh, kind of like brain dump. I got all these thoughts, you know, and some of them are are like, man, I'm going to crush the day. And some of them are like, man, I'm worried <laughs> about this deal. And some of them are like, you know, uh, you know about personal relationships and, you know, all, all these types of stuff that happens in life. And so I'll, I'll get those all out onto a piece of paper and start to feel good. Um, I'll, I'll think of a few things that I'm grateful for. And then I'll get into like, what am I going to get done today? Like before I go to the to-do list, before I go to the calendar, like. What are, if I, you know, before I shut my eyes tonight, like, what are the three things that I'm going to do to win the day? And I don't care what anything else that gets done. What are just the three things? You know, it's like, I might have a killer podcast with Trent. I got to get that's my cold. workout in and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make, you know, 50 cold calls or wh- you know, whatever it's going to be like, and that, if I do those three things, that's my win. And so like, I always set my day up like that to set myself up for success. Um, and then like, I'll do other things periodically to work on the inner game. So like, I think, you know, I read every day. Um, You know, I, I go to therapy uh, every other week and that's been a game changer for me since COVID. Of just like having someone to talk to and and getting my thoughts out. You know, I still work with that coach. Uh, So we meet twice a month and talk about the business. And I talk about like where I'm at and what my ideas and things like that. Um, And I'm looking for an entrepreneur group in Chicago. I'd like to have one locally. And it's like, I'm meeting people one-on-one, but I'd like to get part of like a, a a particular group to, you know, kind of build on with each other and be able to to talk about, you know, things that we're, we're all working on and share ideas and things like that. But so for me, it's, it's like taking that time in the morning. And then there's like, what are other ways that I can just keep my mind sharp? And like, to me, there's, you know, getting good sleep. It's like eating healthy. It's like, I don't drink very frequently. You know, I don't, I'm not doing <laughs> like a bunch of drugs, you know, I'm not uh, out here partying all the time. And so like, I think all of that contribute and that that's not how it used to be for me. So to me, that's like that all contributes to I want to show up when I'm here, we're doing this for an hour. Like I want to be a hundred percent Tom. Like if I do 78% Tom, I'm doing you a disservice, I'm doing me a disservice, I'm doing your listeners a disservice. And I feel the same thing for a sales call, I do the same thing for a training. It's like, you know, people are giving me their time. Like I wanna show up. And I got to do that stuff if I want to show up. Or I, I, personally, I feel burnt out and I, I can't deliver on what I promise to people. And so um, that's how I want to, you know, work on the inner game to show up.
0: One of my key notes here that resonated most with me that to close the loop on that third bullet of lessons you learn mm-hmm. is, is um, that isolation game. And I think it plays into one of your meta points of the therapy and seeking out community. <laughs> you talked about okay, you were in San Fran, the heart of tech. This big job at Gong, but then we're all forced to work remotely in 2020. So we're sort of isolated, although we're still on sales sales calls during the day. But but then you talk about having the success making money, but not necessarily having anyone to really share it with. And I certainly have resonated with that because I've been in a place where you're just grinding and your main priority is the sales target making money. And then you get back and you're kind of tired, you don't really want to do anything and you may not have anything else going on or anyone to really share that success with. And then you, you just sort of look in the mirror and you're like, why am I even doing this again? Like, is this even what I want? And you start to really question everything, but then you, you strap back up the next day, you go back to work and it, it, it kind of becomes this this endless cycle. And then some people yeah. can leave to go start a business or seek out community or you're just looking for transformation. So can you talk about your journey with that, about just going through that that period and and have, have you still experienced that or- like yeah. just how that worked is that definitely resonates with me.
1: Yeah, man. Another way that we're uh that we're we're similar. And I think I was just talking about this on a call earlier today uh with with a guy that he's like, you know, ambitious, you know, mid 20s salesperson wants to be a leader, this and that and then like is <laughs> making good money, killing it, but like feels like shit, you know, and he's working 60-70 hours a week and he just like doesn't have a crew around him and it just like feels a little empty. And I think that's that's part of the game. Like part of the game is like you gotta be ambitious. You don't have to be, but to be successful, you have to have that ambitious side. You have to have that go-getter. You gotta put on the helmet and like you gotta have discipline and work hard and do it when you don't feel like it. But that only takes you a certain to a certain point. And so to answer your question, I felt like early in my sales career I was very fortunate to I was in a sales pit, you know, I worked for a company where I was in there and I was, I was very friendly with other sales reps and we were all grinding together and we we're doing our thing and we'd go out for happy hours and hang out on the weekends. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is sweet. And then once COVID hit, um, you know, it was like just everyone else, we're, we're working remote. I'm not leaving my apartment. Um, I had some good friends in San Francisco that, you know, left the city for their own personal reasons. And so, uh, and then I, I tied myself into a, a a personal, significant other relationship. And so, like, I, I had, like, my life was on a string of, like, this one relationship, you know, very few friends that were local, uh, and I was working like a dog. And then it got to a point where that intimate, you know, relationship cut off. And so now I'm like... You know, uh, and some of my friends left. And so I'm like, I, all I've got is work right now. And I'm like, I'm looking <laughs> around. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm doing great on paper. You know, I've got this great podcast. And I work at Gong and like my, my LinkedIn looks cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm lonely. You know, truly, I, I'm lonely as shit. And so that's why, at you know, uh, when, when all that hit the fan uh, at the end of 2021, like I got up in my car and I drove east. And that's how I got to Chicago. You know, most of my, you know, a couple of my best friends live here. My family lives in Indianapolis, which is you know a, a three-hour drive, so pretty close. Um and you know, I know some other people that are salespeople here and met a couple entrepreneurs here. And so for me, it was like, man, I still want to work hard, I still want to get after it, I'm still very ambitious. You see my goal sheets that I was showing before. Um, but like I want to have a, a full life too. And I, I find that like, you know, spending time with some of these other people actually gives me energy. Uh and so if I actually spend one, you know, I'm still working, whatever, 10 hours today. But then if I go spend like some time and have dinner with like my best friend and then like, I actually feel better coming back the next day and I'm able to like really bring it. Um, and, and to answer your, your other question around like, is it something that I'm still working on? Like, absolutely. And that's, I think anyone that that is, you know, talking about ideas and selling ideas and selling like events and things like I do, um, it's easy to get caught in the trap of like, I've got it all figured out. I'm here to tell you, I, don't, I certainly don't. And I felt like, you know, I have a lot of friends that are in sales. And so when I was in sales, uh, you know, like last year, you know, I'm in Chicago, I'm feeling good, I'm with my crew. And then January 1st, I leave Gong and I'm an entrepreneur. And I look around and I'm like, I don't know any entrepreneurs. You know, like I, I've met some, like people that are my, my dad's age. Like I don't know anyone that's 30 years old and runs their own business full time. And so, um, a couple people I know have have left to start their own thing. Like we mentioned, Chris before, uh, I've started to meet some other people and, and try to get connected to other people that I can like relate to in that way. But I'm looking to build my own community in that way because I feel like I need some support there. So, I mean, that I can't I can't um, underline that more of like how important it is, in my opinion, to. You know, you want to be successful, but you want people to share it with. And you want people to talk about it with. You want, like, if if you're doing it all for you, it's like, man, that that's, that's a little empty at the end of the day, uh, or at least it was for me.
0: It sounds like changing your surroundings played a big part in that with driving back out east and moving to Chicago around some older friends and perhaps near family and whatnot. And I know something else you've done, which I find pretty cool, is seeking out challenge, seeking out discomfort, oftentimes physically. So... You talked about going into the the woods with a Navy SEAL. Can you can you talk more <laughs> about that experience and, and what that meant to you?
1: Yeah, you did good research, Trent. I've been wanting to ask you
0: about this because I remember seeing <laughs> just some obscure post about I went in the woods with Navy SEAL. Like some of it's some of it's um, confidential, can't share it all. It's like some David Goggins stuff. So, so yeah. yeah, get unveil the yeah, curtain yeah.
1: for us. So let me just tell you why uh, real quick. Uh, so I do a thing that is called a misoji once a year. I got this from Jesse Itzler, who's an entrepreneur. Uh, and misoji loosely translates from Japanese to like a, a physical and spiritual cleansing. And so the way that Jesse talks about it is like do something so challenging once a year that you have to train for it. You got to prepare for it. and It's going to put you through hell that you come out the other other way as you know you you have all this growth on the other side as a person and i saw that a number of years ago i'm like i subscribed to that and so i started doing spartan races and marathons and um and all this other crazy shit and so this year i decided um you know i wanted to work on like my uh i felt i feel like working in a nine to five you know like computer job like i don't have any like wilderness skills i'm not good with like my hands. I don't know if any, you can relate to that or not. Um, and so I came across this guy, Nate, uh, Chad, Wright, Who's a Navy seal. Uh, and now he's like an ultra marathon guy runs 200 miles, all that type of stuff. And he does this, this event where him and his brother take, uh, eight people, eight civilians out to the back country of Tennessee. And it's three days. And, um, you know, it's it's me and – in this case, it was seven other guys. You know, I was the youngest, aged all the way up to like 60 years old from all over the country, all different types of jobs, you know, uh, different ways of life. And um, the whole intent was uh, Chad put us together as like a team, and he gave us a mission, almost like a military-esque mission, and we were set to accomplish that mission over three days. And the whole intent was, you know, teaching us along the way – There were some wilderness skills. There was like, how do you read the mountains without a map? And how do you light a fire even though it's raining? And, you know, how do you stay warm even though it's like 15 degrees at night and like lightly snowing and all this stuff? And that was cool. And then there was like leadership lessons. like How are we going to work together as from strangers as a team to accomplish this task? Um, And then there was like the mental toughness aspect of like, you know, you're hiking like 12 hours a day with this heavy pack and all this type of stuff. And for me, like I love doing stuff like that because I came out, you know, one with like, you know, I was really proud of myself, like conquering something that was really hard. And and I was a little afraid to do Two, I felt like I came away with some skills three, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I was introduced to all these different people. And like at night we'd be sitting at the campfire after a long ass day. And Chad would be like yelling at us and, you know, getting in <laughs> our faces throughout the day, uh, for real. And he'd like really like cut you deep on some of these like things he'd say. And then at night he'd be like telling all these stories about being a Navy SEAL and going in and getting bad guys and all these crazy moments. It's just like man, I like being around people. I want to be around more people like that. Like I walk around the city and I see people and I'm like, man, I uh, like these people are like all you know. I don't know. It's just I'm like I don't know if these are all my people. And then I get out there and I'm like dude, I want to be around that guy or I want to be around this guy that I met that was like a fireman and he like runs a marathon with his fireman gear on. I'm like, these are the people that I want to be around and learn from. And so it's just a cool environment uh, and God only knows what I'll choose for next year. I haven't even thought about it yet. Do you, do you ever find in, in experiences like
0: that, it, it the suffering in the moment, you start to, some of your weaknesses is exposed and you think, I'm never going to do this again. Like this sucks. And then you get back yeah to reality. And then you, you instantly look back so favorably on that experience. Like, Oh, it was actually really cool. I'm glad I did it. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm going to do something like that again. Like, do you, do you feel that way for experiences like that ever?
1: Absolutely. There was uh the thing I did last year was it's from this hat. Uh, it's an event where you hike the vertical equivalent of Mount Everest, twenty nine thousand twenty nine 29 feet. And one of the guys that put it together is this guy who's like a great expeditionary holds like a bunch of world records for, uh, going across Antarctica and all this stuff. And he described there's, there's two types of fun. There's type one fun and type two fun type one fun is what 99% of people like, which is like drinking a beer with friends or like going to the beach. Uh, And I'm I'm cool with doing both those things. Don't get me wrong. And then there's like type two fun, which is like really sucks in the moment. But then afterwards you're like, that was awesome. Uh, and you learn from it and it's kind of jazzes you up and it like, you know, it, it, it's exhilarates you. And so every, you know, it, every once in a while, I find that it's really helpful to do some type two fun stuff. Uh, and you got to be a little sick in the head, I feel like to really enjoy it. Um, but to me, there's just so many applicable lessons of like, there were plenty of moments that Navy SEAL weekend where, like, I wanted to quit and I felt terrible and I wanted to just like stop. Uh, but I didn't. And I remember some of the things I was thinking and there's plenty of times as an entrepreneur that I want to stop and that I want to quit. And there's plenty of times as a salesperson that's like, man, this sucks. And like, I'm never going to hit quota or I'm never going to reach my goals. And so the more, like if you can get into a mind frame of like, I do hard shit. And you can prove that to yourself over and over again. Then whatever you want to do, if you want to be a salesperson, entrepreneur, teacher, whatever it is, like you're teaching yourself, you're framing your brain. At least that's what I believe to to be able to do that. And you can apply those same skills to anything.
0: I similarly wanna be around people like that. So I'm, I'm glad we're collaborating on this. And I always think I just wanna be around just a group of just like-minded, savages people that just wanna make money, be successful, have the best relationships, have the best physical fitness. But I feel like in order to get into that room, I need to be one of those people that w- would be accepted in that place, to be one of those people that someone else would say, I wanna be like that in a way. But I, I think I constantly find myself in this this limbo area of of pushing but not quite pushing to my limits but then questioning should i sign up for another marathon or should i go do this and it's almost this this place of like comfort but not discomfort but i think it comes down to that mission element which you talked about over three days we're just focused on getting over this mountain accomplishing this task and I, i think that's looking back that's what i found a lot of solace working in a sales job of they say, hey here's your sales target, and you you have the sense of purpose of okay, I need to go close a million dollars in revenue this year and it's set for you, but have you found when you go off on your own and you're responsible for setting that for yourself you <clears throat> lose sight of that mission at all ever
1: well I want to I want to bring up one thing <clears throat> from what you were talking about, uh, which is like <clears throat> around pushing yourself as well uh, and Alex said this when we were at the retreat a number of times and it like I can't get it out of my head. We're talking about having a vision. Part of the exercise we did was like, what's your vision? Like who do you want to be 5 years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Did some visualization, we did some journaling, we talked about it like tap into that. And every yeah, you know, a bunch of people shared theirs. <clears throat> and he said the the point of a vision, the purpose of it is not necessarily to achieve that vision, but who it causes you to be today. So if I say 20 years from now, I want to be this guy. I want to be this version of Tom. Well, who, how do I show up as that person now? Is that version of Tom like, does he get up early or does he snooze? Does he mm. make his cold calls or does he <laughs> you know, hit, hit the skip task? <laughs> does, is he kind to people? Does he, does, he, you know, does he smile at the barista when they make a coffee or is he on his phone the whole time? You know, is he patient with his friends and with his family and with his loved ones? Or is he like kind of an asshole? It's like those to me, like, that's what I've been thinking about. It's like, okay, I want to be, I want to be badass. I want to make money. I want to be successful. I want to have great relationships. I want to be fit. I want all these things that you want, Trent. And it's like, okay, how I could do a lot of those things. Now I got to show up as that person now. And I've been like trying to challenge myself to do that. And I find it's easier. It's tough, but it's still easier when you have other people that it's like, You're sharing that with, and it's like, you know, me and you might, might be sharing like, yeah, okay. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I made all my cold calls today or whatever. I like, (laughs) yeah, I worked out five days in a row this week and whatever the thing is that you're working on. Um, so I, I, I had to go on that tangent, but just like talking about the mission, um, I feel like part of, uh, part of something that I'm, I'm learning as well as like, trying to remind myself of that vision because it's easy to get stuck in the day to day. And I, I, I'm someone that's like a, I, I'm a task executor. Uh, you know, like uh, if I, if I know I need to make my cold calls, for example, just as an easy example, like I'll go out and I'll do them. I'm not going to skip them. I'm I'm very disciplined. I'll get it done. But sometimes what I don't always do is remind myself of like, why am I doing that? What is the vision? What, what is my purpose for doing these things? And when you do that, it makes it easier to like follow through on those, on those tasks. And so when you think about the mission, I find it helpful. And what I've been trying to do is like write it down and like spend some time with it, like throughout the day or throughout the week of like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. Because if I don't, one of the things that I am not good at is like comparing myself to others. And so I'll look at, you know, Chris Orlob for example, uh, And this is truly, I I truly do look at him because I admire him a lot. And I'm like, you know, like he's killing it. Like, why am I not, you know, making as much money? Or I look at the dude on Instagram who has the car or the whatever, you know, the six pack. And it's like, damn, you know, but if I, if the more that I write down and think about and, you know, focus on my own mission, that helps me follow through on like what I need to do versus like what I am trying to do to impress others or like what I think I need to do. But that's that's hard. That's a struggle for me.
0: And I think that's why people resonate with conversations like this because I, I don't think we're, we're alone in, in some of these issues here. And and I definitely see that scrolling down LinkedIn, I, I I know I just have a sense of some of those other people in the space that may be selling courses or or just are similar background and whatnot. And you're like, oh, okay, how many likes did they get? Oh, they they put a yeah. link here, plug in their course, and like it kind of gives you that. That feeling in a way, which is, it's hard to describe. I I don't know if it's jealousy, anger, envy, insecurity, whatever it is. But I try and use that as a guiding force to say, okay, there's something I can learn here rather than resenting them. They're not taking away from my success. What can I learn here from this? Okay, maybe I should plug my product more, whatever, whatever it may be. So I I know that when when you – a lot of people get in ruts, whatever it may be, and I know you were in a rut at one point, so you reached out to a guy named Scott Lees. He's got the the surfboard in his LinkedIn thing, and you're like, hey, seems like you're Mm -hmm. doing some cool stuff. Can I help? Whatever it may be. How how did that work out? Because I think you hear these stories of people reaching out to more successful people saying, hey, I'll work for you for free in exchange for learning from you. Talk about that experience.
1: Yeah, something that I've tried to – do a lot in my career is find people that are doing things that I admire or want to do and try to learn from them. And the challenge with that is that when you're young and don't have a lot of experience, those people don't necessarily want to talk to you. (laughs) And so that's one reason actually why I started my podcast was like, I want to interview cool people. I was emailing them to get coffee. They didn't answer me. Uh, then I would, you know, start a podcast and now When they have a book coming out, all of a sudden they want to talk for an hour. Uh, And then I try to build a relationship from there. And so in the example of Scott, he's worth a follow if you're in sales listening to this, uh, you know, uh, big time sales influencer, author, sales leader, all that stuff. And so I admire Scott and I heard him on a podcast. This was in 2020. And I was doing like COVID stuff and like not seeing people. And so I heard him on a podcast. I'm like, this dude is awesome. And so I emailed him and I was like, I loved your pod. you know, this is what I took away from it. Uh, I'd love to try to help you with what you're doing. Would you be able to do a chat sometime? And he got back to me and was like, sure, you know And so we talked for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes. I told him a little about me. I was you know, said how impressed I was with him, and I was like, "What can I do for you? Just like, I don't know. I got an extra hour a week. You know, I'm not going to quit my job and, and do stuff for free for him, but like I could dedicate an hour a week to this guy. That is probably making ten times more than I am. That knows ten times more people. Uh, that you know is ten times smarter than I am. That if I do a little bit for him, maybe there's going to be some benefit to me from that, or or maybe he'll help me in some way. And so I started like doing some like blog work for him and like writing him, writing some stuff for him and like uh, helped him out in that way. Uh, and then you know I was doing that for for mo- I don't know how many like probably six months or a year or something like that. And then like over time we would, he started to like respect me. And over time, like we started to get on more calls and he, uh, you know, helped me when I was going for my interview to get into Gong. And then he introduced me to like sales leaders for my podcast. And then he, when I launched a course, he wrote a testimonial for it and like on and on and on. He's, you know, he's helped me a ton with like the entrepreneurial journey. Cause he's, uh, also has his own seven figure business. And so for me, you can't go around working for free for everyone all the time. But if you see someone – like if I, was, if I was like a 22-year-old SDR or a new SDR, it doesn't matter how old you are, and I wanted to like kill it in sales, I would go to Trent Dressel for real. I'm not just saying this. <laughs> I would DM Trent, and I'd say, Trent, I'm new. I'm a hustler. I want to get into you know, – I'm trying to get into sales. I want to be successful. I want to help you out. I want to do some stuff for you for free. Would you take a call? And, uh, not to put you on the spot, but that that's what I would do. And if you took the call, I bet you that there's something that you could offload to someone for an hour a week, unpaid, uh, that would be helpful to you. Maybe editing this podcast or doing other administrative work. Uh, and you know, if that person did a good job and like was hungry and humble and like helped you out and then over time, like they'd probably earn your trust. And then perhaps, you know, something would come of that, a friendship, a mentorship, you know, and then, you know, you would probably want to help them out. And I've had people do that for me. And like, you know, without me asking, they like plug my course on LinkedIn or they tell their friends about it or they get me a guest speaker for my podcast. Uh, there's one woman in particular who's done that so many times. And I'm like, I'll do anything for her. Like, you know, I'll, I, you know I, can, I'll, I'll, I wish I could hire I, I'm not making enough money in the business yet to like hire someone full time, but I wish I could hire her. I, you know, I'd get her a job anywhere I could, like introduce her to whoever she wanted. So there's like the be valuable you know to someone else in order to like get value in return. That's that's the mantra there. It's so
0: true. It really is all about people. All the best things I have in my life, at least financially right now, the opportunities available were through other people that were already in the game that were playing it at, at a higher level than me and for one reason or another we were able to get in contact. I was able to demonstrate some value without immediately saying hey well give me give me give me it's just hey whether it's a compliment so for example my relationship with Chris Orlob, I genuinely admired what he was doing and I was just like hey like it's like I think your delivery is incredible like I, I really think I have a lot to learn from you and that's what then led to a, an actual genuine relationship is it started out as following mm. someone engaging with them complimenting them months go by okay well hey m- maybe there's an opportunity for us to collaborate on something and, and that that's really how it starts and it's so hard to find people like that in day-to-day life, at least I find, in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. maybe maybe in Chicago, totally. walking down the street, hey, I don't think this is necessarily the person I'm going to go climb a mountain with. But there's a lot of people like that available online, but I think it, it speaks to becoming valuable in, in and of yourself. So whether you can build distribution or just level up as a person to the point where you have a skill set to offer, um, so, so that's a, at least what I've found. And it's possible to get a hold of anyone, and you got a hold of Mark Cuban. You were able to email Mark Cuban, <laughs> the shark, and he seemingly yeah. helped you with your, your sales game back in the day. You pulled one of those lessons earlier in the conversation. You said, I now have this to-do list for the day, 50 calls. I'm not going to skip any. How did you get a hold of Mark Cuban, and, and what did he teach you?
1: Yeah, this was um, 2017, I think. I was a couple years into sales and like <clears> off <throat> to a pretty good start. And it was I remember it was Friday. It was March 31st uh, end of the quarter. And it was my first quarter that I missed quota. And I remember it was like, you know, three, four, 5. PM. Like people start to shuffle out. They, you know, they close their deals or they don't or whatever. And they go out to ha- happy hour to celebrate. And I found myself like not wanting to do that, uh, you know, alone in the office. And I'm just trying to like figure out what went wrong. Like, just like trying to figure it out. Like, why did it like, why did I fail in my goal here? And I'm listening to a podcast while I'm doing it, it was, and Mark Cuban was speaking. I, I don't remember which podcast it was. Uh, but I'm like listening to him, and I'm going through my numbers. I'm like, what happened here? And like I'm like, I don't even know what compelled me to do this. But uh, you know I'm like, fuck it. I, I start Googling, like Mark Cuban's email address, which was quite easy to find at the time. I don't know if it still is. Um, I found it. And so I'm like, I don't know you know what, what spurred me, but I just shot him an email. I'm like, I gave him my, my story. I'm like, hey, Mark. You know, it's Friday at eight p.m. You know, here in San Francisco, and you know, just missed my number, and I'm you know, 24, and I'm a salesperson, <laughs> and this is what I think's going on, and blah blah blah, and like, you know, I send it to him, and like, just typing it kind of made me feel better, get it off, like vent a little bit, and then like six minutes later, I get a response from him, and I have seen somewhere that he like reads every email. I don't know if he s- still responds to everyone he used to. Um, and he gave me like three tips. It was pretty brief. He like gave me three tips and like a sentence or two for each one. And one of them was, you know, to to plan your day. Like never leave the office without planning your next day before. Like plan your cold calls, plan your meetings, all that type of stuff. Um, number two, which is my favorite, uh, was you're getting paid to learn. So like, yes, you're going to have up and downs with your income. You're going to hit quota sometimes. You're not, but like. They are paying you to learn, like learn these skills, learn how to be a salesperson, learn how to be a leader, learn how to do a presentation. All these types of things, they will pay so many benefits to you later in life. So like get that through your head and read books and all that type of stuff. And then the third one um, was – I just had it on the tip of my tongue and now I'm – oh, it's like find one part of your sales process each month to improve, focus only on that one, and then move on to the next one. Focus on discovery, then – you know, cold email, then negotiation and and so on and so forth. And like, that that was pretty solid advice. Uh, And like, he didn't have to get, get on a call with me. You know, like I, uh, I, I, I took that to heart and I felt like with those three and just like kind of having some wind in my sails from the experience, like I had my best sales year to date. I was like 130 or 40% to goal for the year, even though I was like 70% in the first quarter and crush it and like had my highest. W2 at that time and like, you know, was, was riding high. And so, um, you never know, man, like shoot your shot out there. I always say that on LinkedIn. It's like, you know, find someone that you admire, you know, maybe like, you know, try Mark Cuban, but there's also plenty of people a little below his rung. that Like (laughs) they, they want to help people out. Like people genuinely want to help other people succeed, especially if they've already been successful. They, they find oftentimes like a, an internal desire to pass it, to pay it forward and pass it on. So shoot your shot and see, see what you can learn.
0: How easy would it been for you have just to gone to happy hour that day, had a few beers and just been like, whatever, like dull quarter, whatever, next quarter will be good. But rather you, you probably didn't feel too good about yourself and you were sitting there and saying, what can I learn from this? And then all of a sudden that, that one insight and the pushing through that just pain threshold led to then a, it sounds like a lot of growth.
1: Yeah. I I I think that's a, I think that's intrinsic. I think that is um, something that's in someone's DNA, you know. Like I do a lot. I've done a lot of sales training, sales coaching. You know, been on sports teams, all that type of stuff. And like some people have it, and some people don't. Like some people miss their number, and they're like, let's have some beers and let's blow it off. And there's some people that's like, I will not sleep tonight because of that. And like, I'm pissed off and I need to fix that. I need to make that happen. And I think you can develop it. And I think you can hit a point where like you reach a breaking point and then you, you weren't that person and now you are, but you can't like make someone have that mindset. If you're, if you're a leader, you can't like force someone to think like that. Um, that's gotta come within and that's gotta be like, you've got to be driven to, to have high goals and high expectations, uh, and, and want to get better. So Um, There was plenty of times probably before that where I was the guy that was having beers and and whatnot and and forgot about it. But like, there was a point in me where I was like, dude, I want so bad to be successful, and this is not working right now, and something needs to change. And I was just like getting really competitive about it. So uh, I I know you have that in you, Uh, and I know plenty of people that I've met that that it's just like there's something in them that's just like – it needs it needs to be untapped it's just like it needs to get better and uh, and I like those types of people
0: I remember when I missed my quota for the first time in about two years I, I was an AE I hit my first six seven quarters given I was ramping quota started to get way bigger and then a deal fell through at the end and I and I knew I was gonna miss quota. like it was the first time in a long time where I knew I was gonna miss quota after having had that feeling of I'm gonna hit it no matter what so that final day of the quarter I dressed up in a full suit. Never have done this before. Dressed up in a full suit to go to the office. And everyone's like, Trent, oh my gosh, who? what customer are you meeting with? Like, th- like this is going to be great. Like, they're like, why are you dressed up though? I'm like, I'm going, if, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down in style. So I knew I was going to miss Quota. <laughs> so I said, I'm just going to get in the nicest clothes I can, feel like a piece of shit in the office. Some dude across the corner closed the biggest deal in office history. And I'm just like, hating my life. And uh, I remember making a video talking about, my psychology after missing quota for the first time in three years and, and tried to tried to look in the mirror and say, where did I fall short? And, and ultimately there's always something you could have done better, whether, whether it's just better prospecting management yeah. or um, listen to more stuff like this for self-development. So it's out there. Uh, so let, let's wrap up with this, Tom. What is next? What is next for Tom in these next three to six months?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot, man. I I think, um, (laughs) I, I I think like the first six months of entrepreneurship were, were challenging. Like I, I made a ton of mistakes, man. I made every rookie mistake in the book. And so, uh, and I'll still make mistakes and that's, and that's cool. That's part of the game. Uh, so I, I still feel like, you know, I I'm hitting a little bit of a stride here, but I still feel like I'm just like scratching the surface at what it means to to be an entrepreneur and the type of entrepreneur that I want to be. And so for the next three to six months, you know, for me, I think there's more that I want to do to like, how do I step into like who I want to be 20 years from now? Kind of what I was saying before, like how do I show up more often, like with better energy? How many times, like how, how do I never skip prospect, never skip my workout, always show empathy with people, like always feel gratitude. Like how do I get better at those things which are more internal um externally, uh, you know, like I, I've been doing my prospecting boot camp for a while. I'm actually about to launch a a second type of boot camp to serve people. I really like doing those. Um and I, I love teaching people and working with them and coaching them. Um we got another one of those sales retreat immersions coming up in November in Austin, Texas. I'll talk to Alex and Claire about doing a Columbus one in twenty twenty four. We'll we'll put that on the docket. And, um, and just trying to learn and grow, man, just like keeping my options open for like opportunities and, you know, trying to, to help serve salespeople, trying to get better myself, trying to enjoy life. And, um, who knows? We're only a couple hours away, man. We should be doing like a, uh, we should get a a goal before the end of the year to meet up in person and grab a dinner or something. That would be good.
0: Dude. I, I love that. We, uh, my dad and I talked about, are you downtown Chicago? Yeah,
1: I'm in the city. Yeah.
0: We talked about head, heading to the city for uh, the Notre Dame Ohio State game, which is the September 26th, whatnot. So if we end up coming, I'll definitely let you know. And uh, you never know what that could lead to. Nice.
1: Cool. Yeah, that would well, be hey. cool. I didn't even know that was that was happening. It's gonna be
0: a big weekend, and and uh, we're not a diehard Ohio State fan, but a lot of people in Columbus <laughs> are. But y- you get it with the, the Midwest energy, so we'll yeah. we'll do all that. But for yeah. everyone still listening, go check out Tom on LinkedIn. You can just find him Tom Al A I Mo. So he's like an AI, knows everything about prospecting. So join the <laughs> prospecting bootcamp. Follow him on LinkedIn, and uh, stay tuned for more episodes like this one.